to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today, my guest is Rick Bagnall, and he is Senior Vice President with Gallery Group, who is a very appreciated sponsor of AGLCA. Rick's specialty is in health insurance for cruisers, and that topic comes up a lot. It's something that I certainly am not equipped to answer very many questions on, and it was just in our forum pretty recently. So I thought it was a great time to have Rick on the podcast and answer some of those questions that seem to come up repeatedly. Before I bring Rick into the conversation, I do want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Beneteau, Curtis Stokes and Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And of course, another very valued sponsor is Gallery Group, who's been with us for quite some time. Rick Bagnall with Gallery Group, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Um, Let's start, if you can give us a little bit of information about yourself and what you do at Gallery Group. So, uh, you know, just a a real quick uh, history and and what I do. Um, I specialize in health insurance, both individual and group, um, but my specialty is in marine. Um, and you may ask what marine health insurance is, but it's it's basically um, the same things that are going on with your and the questions that are going on with the, your membership. Um, you know, people that are crossing state states boundaries and the differences now within the Affordable Care Act of coverage in Michigan versus, let's say, Florida. Um, Florida versus Bahamas, Canada, uh, Caribbean, um, you know, there's a lot of different um, ways to look at health insurance. So that, that's my, and, and a lot of different needs there. Um, so that's my specialty. A little bit about my past is that I've been doing this now for 15 years um, within, you know, the, this, this industry. Um, my clients range from people that are working in the Bering Sea um, you know, we know them as the deadliest catch guys to, I, I advise and help out America's cup teams, professional sailors, cruisers, um, you know, blue water operators throughout the world. Um, and basically this is what I do. Um, I also work very closely with a few different, um, association plans, um, with their needs on this as well. So that, that's kind of my background. Yeah, and that's very helpful because it is a very specialized thing. And as as we all know, over the past several years, health insurance has changed so drastically. And a lot of it is geographic based, it seems. Uh, So for a typical looper that perhaps already has health insurance that covers them when they are at home, when they start looping, they typically have a lot of questions about how they should handle that and if they need additional coverage. So what is your advice for a typical looper who's, you know, mostly doing inland cruising, um, mostly staying in the U.S., but perhaps going to Canada and the Bahamas? What should they check about their coverage before they begin looping? So, you, you know, my, my, what I tell people, my first thing I say, and no pun intended, but everybody is in a different boat. Um, you know, it, it, it depends on do you have individual are you on the exchange? 
are you on a a corporate policy that you're going to be able to extend because you're going to be working um, remotely while you're doing the loop um, are you um, on cobra eligible are you medicare um, everybody has to look at their insurance and and what they have um, and then do you need to supplement it you know, between going like, like, you know, going from Michigan to Florida, if you're a resident in Michigan and you're, and you're doing the loop and, and you need coverage in different states or Bahama and Canada, you know, do you, how do you supplement that? And what is, you know, you, you look at the policy, the, the premium, which is usually that's what drives most people as premiums. Um, and, and what your need is for the insurance. You know, it depends, you know, if you're currently using your insurance, and when I say using, have you been diagnosed? Um, are you going to see a doctor every three months? Um, you know, those people have different needs than somebody that are, is just worried about the what ifs that, you know, versus somebody that is only gonna be outside the US um, doing the loop for you know a couple weeks. So what I strongly advise is that everybody should have somebody basically advise them, took a, take a look at their 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 policies and and how they're going to need their insurance, and then come up with a game plan. Mm -hmm. And that's such a good point is that everybody is very different, which is part of what makes it difficult to answer questions, but also difficult on a conversation like this because we have to talk in generalities because we don't have any one specific person in mind. So um, we'll try to muddle through some of the frequently asked questions that I get. Um, one of which is, and this I think may date back a little bit to the early days of the Affordable Care Act, but initially it seemed that um, as soon as you left your home state, you were out of network for any kind of treatment. Um, is that still the case with most plans? And is that something <clears throat> that you should check for in your insurance? So. We, we do have solutions for that um, with products and programs that are, that are out there. And, and, you know, first of all, yes, that is an issue, especially in the individual, in the exchange, and in a lot of the group, small group um, platform products. Um, those products, we, we call them regional healthcare, and it's only good within your zip code or zip codes within your state. Um, in the individual, the, um, the exchange and small group markets. Um, there are some products that um, do help with coverage outside of your state. Um, each policy will cover you if it's, a, if it's a U.S. domestic for emergency only. But if you're in Florida and you have a major event, that switches from, you know, emergency only is, is going into the emergency room, being diagnosed, but it may not, and it, it shuts off if you have to be admitted into the hospital, because let's say you have a, a heart attack or a stroke, you, you get into the, the maintenance and the cure of the claim, that's no longer emergency. So gotcha. it's understanding those policies and what else is out there to supplement or to get you back to your home state. Mm -hmm. 
So what then, uh, understand emergency coverage may be covered as in-network, and then it may shift to out-of-network when it's no longer an emergency. Um, what about, you know, all of us are getting older. What if there's some routine care that we need to attend to on a monthly or quarterly basis and may have to do that along the way? Is there Are there options out there that can help get that covered? And um, it seemed to come up in the forum that perhaps that was the difference between a PPO and an HMO. Um, what's your take on that? So, so the, you know, the, the HMOs and the PPOs today, you can get into an HMO that, that is a, a national network. They are out there. Um, you know, it, it's more the difference now when you look at a policy is that it, is it on the national network? And, and you know, they if it's on a national network, you're going to be fine in any state. Um, the, the PPO and the HMO, that only restricts you as far as the networks uh, and, and the size of the networks, but it's not going to restrict you with state boundaries. Okay. Um, so, you know, that, that is a confusion that's out there. Um, you know, and, and there's a new product out there and people may be aware of it. It's, it's called an EPO, which is kind of a, a hybrid between the two of them. Um, but, you know, you can't get into that wording. You need, we need to stick to, you know, are we on a national network? Mm -hmm. On the preventative side, you know, if you're talking about preventative medicine, okay, and this is where there's gray area. Preventative medicine, you should be able to pick up your medicine no matter where you are in the United States as long as you have a prescription and, and from your doctor that prescribed that medicine. And what I would strongly advise is that, you know, stick with a national pharmacy, you know, a CVS or a Walgreens, and then just contact your doctor and say, hey, I need you to send this prescription to the, you know, this, this particular pharmacy and go pick it up. That's not going to be a problem. Um, where a problem does arise is it, your preventative care under the, Affordab the Affordable Care Act is covered at 100%. So your annual exam, your pap smears, your mammograms, your colonoscopies, those are paid at 100% um, as long as you're in network. So if somebody is having those procedures done, I would strongly advise that you should have that done when you're in your, in your home state if you, if you stay with domestic insurance um, and have those procedures done once a year and scheduled. If you're, if you're out, those, can, those could fall under out of network and you could pay a lot more for those procedures. Mm -hmm. Now, where there's some gray area is that we find that people, they're being watched, okay? So when I say they're being watched is that, you know, let's say your, 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 high, your bad cholesterol is very high and your doctor wants to do a blood panel every three months, that is not going to fall under preventative care because you have been, you're actually being, you're, you're being diagnosed. Um, so, you know, anything that falls out and you're getting it done every three months because they're watching, that is a diagnosis. So, and we find that a lot where people say, well, it's not covered. It's not, it, that falls out of the preventative care, right? Mm -hmm. 
So in that case, is it typical to have to return to your home state, you know, if you are being watched for something and, and need a quarterly blood panel or whatever it might be? Um, are there options out there that you can have it done wherever you happen to be on your loop at that time and still have it covered? So, so what you would want to do, if, if what 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 you would want to do is go to an independent lab. You know, if, if I was, it's got, it's not going to pay to fly back to your home country to have a couple hundred dollar blood panel done. Right. Um, you know, unless you're going back. Um, so what I would advise is, that, and and this is just 101 healthcare right now, is that you should always be going to a standalone facility to have blood work um, and, and imaging and testing done. You, you should not be going to a hospital. Um, to have that work done anymore. Um, but, you know, if you're in Florida, you know, it would it's going to save you hundreds of dollars just to go to a standalone clinic to have that blood work done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to be out of network. Right. And then does the clinic report the results to your regular physician for analysis and that is in network or does do you do, do the entire process in, in wherever you happen to be? Right. You're going to have your, your physician write up the, the, the paperwork um, and send it to the facility of your choice. Mm -hmm. And even if you're in your home state, you know, or out of state, you just have your, your physician, the administrator, write the paperwork um, ordering the report up, and then that re report will go back to your doctor. And then that, again, that's not preventative if, if, it's, uh, if you're being watched, um, but that will fall under your, your local physician. Right. So that's that's a great tip that if you do need something like that done on a regular basis along the way, um, if you still order it through your regular doctor and have the results there, that doctor is very likely to do a, you know, a phone report with you about the results. So that's a great tip uh, to prevent people from having to go back at home to take care of some of those, uh, you know, important, but sometimes rather insignificant things that just need to be maintained while they're going. Uh, as we've both said, there's a lot of difficulty in this conversation because of all the different parameters and everybody's situation is different. Um, but to try and break it down just a little bit, let's uh, talk about somebody who's on truly on an individual plan, you know, who maybe is not Medicaid, I'm sorry, Medicare eligible yet, and who um, is not COBRA eligible and, and, you know, just doesn't have any other options and is on an individual plan. Um, anything that they need to consider differently when they're going to be away from home for a while cruising? So, so give that, that's a really good question. So, you know, this is how, I'll tell you how I approach this. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it seems to work very well for, for my clients and myself is that, so, so what I do is I, I have a one page fact finder. Um, and it basically, very simple information um, but it gives me a snapshot of what people are doing, um, you know, where they're going to be, um, you know, what kind of coverage they have, how they're using their coverage. And then I do a full review from that. And, you know, we, we kind of pinpoint down what products and programs work for their needs. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that, there is a whole different set of insurance out there that is available to marine um, people that are spending three months out of the U.S. So, you know, if you're going to be in the Bahamas or Canada or even blue water for three months, 
there there are other products that that are individual products that they can come on. They're in they're they're licensed in the United States, but it's their national networks. Um, you know, Anthem, Cigna, United. You know, there, there's products that are out there that was going to help them. Um, there's also some products if you have an LLC, if your vessel's in an LLC, or you know, you, you're an individual that is national networks that a lot of people don't realize that are out there. Um, and then there's also products that are just travel medical products that cover you outside of a 100-mile radius of your home. Now, each one of those products are, are filed within the states. So, you know, not only do we have the borders of the United States in the healthcare, but some of these products, you know, it depends on, on how they're written in each state is how we can present them and, and, and who can jump onto these policies. Um, every insurance runs where you are filing your taxes. That's your resident state. So that's where we have to run, run the insurance through unless you have an LLC or a business in Delaware or Nevada or Florida, we can run it through those states or you have a second home, we can run it through that as well. Okay. And a question about the three months out of the U.S. Is that three months consecutively or three months in a particular year? In a year. Okay. Because that is interesting because um, if you combine the time that many Americans on the loop will spend in Canada and the Bahamas, you're probably at three months. So that could certainly be something that people need to look at. And, and a lot of your members have, have taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You have quite a few on that program. Yeah. Um, does Medicare factor into this equation? I know a lot of people have different supplements for their Medicare coverage. Um, is that something you need to look at changing while you're looping? You know, perhaps a different supplement makes more sense. So me- Medicare is the, is the, um, probably the most confusing, um, product that is out there, um, because, and I'm just going to say this real quickly because there are so many people who talk about it and when you talk about an individual product and how people are using you know medicare is one that just because your best friend or your friend or your the person that you have drinks at five o'clock that particular product works for them um you got to be very careful with it because it is not a one-size-fits-all product um so within Medicare, you have what we call supplements, and then you have Medicare Advantage. Supplements are going to cover you throughout the United States. So those are the letters, you know, the F, the G, the M. You know, those products are the best. They're more expensive, but they don't have boundaries. The issue with them is that you have very, very limited coverage outside of the US. So you have to supplement that supplement those products, especially medical evac. So okay. very, very important um, on that piece. On the other side, you have Medicare Advantage. Those are just like the exchange and the individual where they are only good within your state um, and, and very small networks. So those products, you got to be extremely careful of. 
Okay, good to know. Um, I do want to talk about some of the other potential pitfalls out there that you need to be careful of. Before we get into that, let's take a moment and play a message from one of our sponsors. We'll be back in a minute. Good morning, loopers. Many of you are probably already cruising in southeastern waters, and that is where the Salty Southeast Cruisers Net focuses all of its efforts to help you enjoy your time on the water. So as you prepare for the next leg of your journey and as your resource for accurate, timely, and useful information, we want to invite you to use and add your knowledge to the wealth of information that's available through the Cruisers Net in its directories for marinas, bridges, and anchorages, as well as the latest fuel prices in your area. Our mission of Cruisers Helping Cruisers May we invite you to help those following in your wake by sharing with us your cruising experiences. Thank you. Have a great day. Welcome back. We are on Great Loop Radio today talking with Rick Bagnell, who is Senior Vice President with Gowrie Group. And we are talking about the very complicated topic of health insurance for while you're looping. And Rick, thankfully, is an expert in that area and is answering some of our basic questions for that. Um, Rick, are there certain pitfalls, as I kind of said before we went to the commercial break, uh, things to look out for? For example, we had one member who reported that in his insurance, if he was out of his service area for six months, his policy was canceled, which, of course, would be uh, a huge problem for loopers. Is that something that's common? Are there other you know, little things that could trip you up that could be in your policy that you should check for? Uh, I, I've never heard I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it, it, I'd have to look at the, the policy and what policy um, and carrier that particular person would be on that would do mm-hmm. that. Um, so policies, as long as you're in a resident and it's set up properly, um, you should be fine and you should not see a drop of coverage. I mean, I've got clients that have been out of the United States for, you know, three to five years and still going and still haven't come back. And we're on the same policies. Um, it, it, it's matching, you, you know, it's getting back to that beginning. It's matching your needs to what is available and, and, and making sure that it's all set up. Um, you know, and, and one thing, probably the number one problem we have is that we really try to do everything via either EFT or credit card deduction. Because when people are sailing and, and they're living this lifestyle, writing checks does not work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we really discourage that piece because we've had drops of coverage because people can't drop off a check mm-hmm. um, to a carrier. But, um, you know, it, it, that's not usually a problem that we see. Um, you know, we do see some problems that where people – pick up cover that um, has very strict limitations to it, and at the time it fit their needs, but you really need to look at these policies every year because, you know, I, I know last year alone, you know, I had a few loopers that called me in Bahamas and they decided to go down to the Caribbean. You know, that is a different animal than if you're coming back up the East Coast. So, you know, it's just like your haul. You need to let us know what you're doing and make sure the insurance is fitting your needs. Right. Rick, probably what I get asked most frequently about that's related to healthcare is prescription meds and getting them along the way. Um, 
and, and any time we're at a seminar and we kind of recommend what you said earlier is use a nationwide chain, you can pick up the prescription anywhere. It, it always turns out there's somebody with some sort of a different issue, which is, is, is the overall thing that makes this so complicated and is surrounding this entire conversation. But anything to look out for for prescriptions where you might have trouble picking them up? Any thoughts if people are spending a, you know, a couple months outside the country? Um, how should they handle their prescription meds? So, I, I, I mean, and this is a problem. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is a problem everywhere right now. I mean, it, it, the whole industry of prescription meds is a nightmare. Um, so, just like I said earlier, very important to, to, to have a very open dialogue with your doctor um, or, or the administrator. And, again, it depends on what policy you're on. If you're on a U.S. policy, um, and depending on where you are, you're going to need a prescription um, legally for those for those meds. So, you know, up in Canada, you're going to need that note from a doctor, and it could be an email, but you're going to need that order um, in order to pick up prescriptions in Canada. You're going to need um, your physician or your the administrator at the at the medical facility to call Florida to set up the Walgreens or CV, CVS um, to pick up those prescriptions. So, you know, that's gonna be the driver. Um, and even in the Bahamas, that is more, even though it's outside, um, they still wanna have a card um, or a prescription for, for those prescriptions um, for most of your members. You know, it, it's not like, you know, Mexico, you know, I got a lot of cruisers that, you know, go to Mexico and in certain of the islands where, you know, you walk in, you know, the name of the prescription, you could just say, you know, I need, you know, three months of X, Y, and Z, and they just sell it to you over the counter. Um, some of the insurances, the three month policy we talked earlier, will give you RX outside of the U.S. and pay for it outside the U.S. Um, so, just as a, a FYI, mm -hmm. the the individual products in the Bahamas or up in Canada, that's going to be reimbursement. So you're going to have to pay the full cost, um, get the prescription, and then you're going to need to send that back to the carrier for reimbursement. But I would strongly advise, you know, with prescriptions, if you're in Florida and you're going over to the Bahamas. Um, you should be on the phone with your, your doctor and getting the three months, which is basically the max, um, while you're over there. So hopefully it's not a problem, you know, and, and plan ahead with that. Right. And, and yeah, that, and that's certainly helps for most people's situations. We seem to always come across a few that, that can't get a three month supply of their specific medication. Um, and I guess it, you know, it comes down to the bottom line. What, what Rick just mentioned is explain to your healthcare providers, what it is you're planning and uh, they may have some recommendations for you and how they can handle your medical care for you and with you while you're away. Um, Rick, I think you've done a really good job. I think we've barely scratched the surface, but as we keep saying, it, it's such an individualized process because everybody's so different in this circumstance. Um, I want to ask you, are there kind of general resources people can go to for additional information? And then how can they rate you if they have specific questions for you? So, so you can always go on to our, our, our website, you know, gallery, go at um, gallery.com, go into the benefits and, and you'll see 
um, a lot of the programs that I offer. It, th that's a very confusing way to get into it. That just like it is Googling it, you, you know, you get a lot of different. Um, what I would really recommend is that if you don't have somebody that's currently advising you, um, I could be reached. The best way to, to start this conversation with me is via email. Um, and I could be reached at, you know, rickb at gallery.com. Um, and we can communicate back and forth. I can get the fact finder over. We can show the review. And then at that time, we usually schedule a call. That way we're looking at apples to apples um, of what people's needs are. Um, and if you are working with an advisor, um, if you want to just throw something by me and, and shoot me over an email, I, I'd love to say that the, that the times of picking up the phone, I, I love those days, but unfortunately, um, phone calls are, are delayed from me a lot. Um, but an email, and then I have no problem coming back and saying, hey, that looks great, or you may, you may want to look at something a little bit different, um, you know, and, and helping through that. So not, I don't want to step on your advisor's toes, but it's always good to have a second um, pair of eyes look at things for you. And, and I know our listeners appreciate that, Rick. The email address to reach Rick is rickb at gallery.com. Gallery is G-O-W-R-I-E. So that's rickb at gallery.com. The final question, I think, is how far in advance of doing the loop should people start to look at this? So, for example, if they're going to consult you and start this process of exchanging information so you can help them figure out the best plan for them, how far in advance of their departure date should they start that? That is a very good question. Um, what drives me nuts is when the people are, are contacting me 12 to 24 months prior because we just don't have, I don't have that capability of looking that far into, into the future. Um, so we go through an exercise that it's going to change. Mm -hmm. um, so what I usually recommend is that three months is perfect prior to, um, and, and a good gauge is that if, depending on what your situation is, your premiums should not go up that much more than what your current policy is on an individual. In a lot of cases, if you're spending three months out of the country, your premiums are actually going to go down. Okay, because exposure outside the U.S. is a little bit more. So the, the big thing I get is the budgeting. So, you know, so that's a factor. It may be 10% less. In some cases, a little bit more. You may spend $100 or $200 more than your current policy, but that's kind of the bar. And then from there, three months prior, we could put a real detailed plan together um, for everybody and, and move forward from there. Okay, so it sounds like for general budgeting purposes, you're not looking most of the time at a very big difference. I am surprised by the three months, though, um, as the appropriate time. And the reason is uh, so many plans seem to only allow you to make changes if there's a qualifying event or at the anniversary of the plan. So how, you know, how does that work? If my insurance renews in January and I plan to start looping in June, um, how do I arrange for that? So, so if you're, if you're on a, one, if you're going to be moving a policy, if you're going to be outside the U.S. for more than three months, that's a qualifying event. 
a lot of what we do is qualifying. We, we can make them qualifying events to move. Okay. Okay. Where we run into problems is running within the domestic market. So, and when I say that is going from an individual to an individual or Medicaid to, you know, a, a Medicare plan to a Medicare plan. You got to be very careful, and this is a whole other subject, is that because if once you move the plan, you lose your deductible and out of pocket, mm -hmm. you got to be very careful moving those too early um, because if something changes, those are phone calls that, you know, I don't want to take or the person doesn't want to take because we jumped the gun. Um, so, so it's almost better to, to move it at the, at the end of the year um, on the January 1st if it's Medicare. Right. Um, but if they're changing into a completely different product, it would be qualifying. So then back to that, that kind of three-month time frame, on my example, if my uh, plan starts in January and I'm planning to start the loop in June, are there circumstances where it might make sense to actually change to what I need for looping in January so that when June comes, it's already in place? For, for the three months policy, you're going to have to wait until June. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and if you're not changing into the three-month policy, for the most part, um, those, those people, the, you know, their, their policies, you're just adding a supplement product on top of it. Okay. And, and again, I just, you just, you know, Either way of side of that, there's a right or a, there's, there could be a positive or a negative, but it's, it's the phone call that you get because somebody slipped on the steps in March that they put their insurance together for their trip in June and it wasn't the right product and mm -hmm. then they have to delay. Right. That those are the calls, again, those are the calls we, we that, that's the situation we need that you have to stay away from. And you got to be very careful with insurance of doing and putting it in place too early. Got it. Very complicated topic. Um, obviously, the best advice is, is get some help. <laughs> Look for a professional that can guide you through this um, because lots of options and lots of complications. So, Rick, thank you for joining me today. We appreciate your time and thanks for sharing all that knowledge with us. You're welcome. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us once again. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. Oh.